When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ho, 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 and welcome in to our final edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast before the Christmas holiday. Of course, my name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. I am joined by my vice mayor, the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Derek, the Christmas decorations are up. Yes. Snow is falling. What? And it looks like Christmas. No, the snow is not falling, but it does feel like it does feel like Christmas. It It does feel like Christmas. Uh, Just, yeah, you know, at least my immediate neighborhood, like I talked about yesterday, there's just lights everywhere. There's people, people walking all along the streets late into the night. Uh, there's, there's tour buses going down the road. That's weird time. to me. Yeah. That's wild to me that you have tour buses going down your street. Like where uh, in my part of town where I grew up, like I uh, went to high school, there was this, I'm sure it's still like this, but paradise lane. Uh, that was kind of like that where when we would go down it, it would be this massive traffic jam down the street the whole way. And we would always make comments about imagine living on this street. And not being one of the people that participated in this event. You're just dealing with this two mile an hour crawl to your house the whole way down until you get home. (laughs) Anyway, screw those people, right? Uh, Of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Uh, Welcome in, everybody. Again, happy Friday to you all. We're very excited uh, to talk a little bit about maybe... Maybe giving Arizona Diamondbacks the gift of trading Madison Bumgarner away this offseason. But before that, we have some news, I guess you could say. The last, maybe maybe potentially the last big free agent name coming off the board. The San Francisco Giants uh, enact some revenge against the New York Mets by signing away Michael Conforto to a two-year, $36 million deal. Uh, obviously, one of the bit last big bats on the board, as well as... Uh, what many consider to be the last big name free agent available. So what are your thoughts on this deal by the Giants? Yeah, I mean, Conforto is Conforto is an interesting story, right? I mean, the last time that Michael Conforto actually uh, played baseball, uh, he was he was pretty good. If you look back at his 2021 numbers, um, he hit 232, 344 on base, 384 slugging percentage. So maybe pretty good is a slight overstatement uh, in 2020 though, in, in the season with the pandemic, he was extremely good. He had a 927 OPS that year and he has an 824 OPS for his career. Um, and so for a guy who's still only 29 years old, there's, there's a lot of upside here. 
Uh, so you can definitely see why why the Giants were interested in in making this move. Um, it is interesting that um, that Conforto missed all of last season, right? It's it's obviously going to be big for him to see if he can come back and kind of get back to the player that he was before that injury. What was the injury that kept him out for the entire season? The injury that kept him out, I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh, okay. um, let me, uh, I'm trying to remember what that was. Um, I mean, it wasn't Tommy John surgery. Like it wasn't your, it was a shoulder surgery is what it was. A okay. shoulder surgery. Um, yeah. So he hasn't played since, since 2021. That's the last time he was, he was a full-time player, but yeah, shoulder surgeries. I mean, that's a pretty, you know, pretty extreme process for for an outfielder to go through. It's obviously going to mess with his swing in some pretty significant ways, but also something that you could certainly come back from and and you know kind of get back to the player you were before it happened. I worked out yesterday, Jesse. I did uh, chest exercises with weights, and I slightly tweaked my right shoulder. Uh, I knew it happened while I was working out, but there was no immediate pain. It was just like a weird kind of crunch, uncomfortable feeling while I was while I was doing some exercises. No big deal. Kept it stepping. Did the show with you yesterday. Come home around four or five o'clock at night is really it's really where the pain set in. Uh, and then it was just a steady incline of pain from that point on, like just uh, at the steepest incline that you could imagine. By 8 o'clock, I was wondering how I was even going to go to bed with the amount of pain I was in. Because as you know, when you lay down, you tend to lay on your shoulder quite a bit. So yes. uh, I, I, this minor this minor injury is much better today for those of you that are concerned about it. But I just wanted to express uh, that that's, that's a small non-surgery required shoulder injury that made my evening just terrible. I can only imagine, you know, being a ball player having a major surgery like this and coming back from it just because of the fact that now you're, you're, you're kind of a different person in a way. Your swing is a bit different, you know, your, your movement, it's, it's just not going to be the same, especially with a sport where, you know, you, your, your shoulder is so important as, as a part of your offensive swing. Conforto is a offensive threat. Obviously he's a big bat. So I'm sure that's the reason why the giants pursued him. I just have to think like Jesse, imagine if you're still a free agent out there you're not signed and this guy according to reports is considered to be the last big name free agent coming off the board how does that make you feel about yourself if you're still sitting around waiting to be signed like that would make me sad i'm like oh like i knew i wasn't a big free agent name but i don't need them <laughs> saying the last big name free agent came off the board like the rest of us are a bunch of like throwaway b-tier guys well, and you've got, you know, Michael Conforto being the guy who hasn't actually played a game in more than Not a, a year. Game. You're like, you're going to, you're going to call, you're going to call the guy who hasn't played <laughs> since, you know, September of 2021, a bigger yeah. free agent than everyone else. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you could, you can kind of understand where people are coming from in some ways, right? I mean, Conforto was a very good player for a few years. If you look at his numbers between 2017 and 2020 with the Mets, he hit 265 with a 369 on base percentage, 495 slugging percentage. Those are really, really good numbers. Um, you know, even even at a corner outfield spot, which is ideally where you would where you would play a guy like him. Um, but his story is interesting. This this shoulder injury happened uh during the lockout. He was trying to secure 
You know, he was one of the top free agents in last year's free agent class, and he was trying to secure a multi-year deal. He wasn't able to get it before the lockout started. And so the lockout started. And then while he was training, that's when the injury happened. And so he lost his 2022 season and had this shoulder surgery. And now he's back. 36 million is probably a lot less than what he would have gotten uh, last year had had this injury not happened. Well, and we've talked about this before, right? We've talked about guys taking smaller deals and betting on themselves. We talked about Aaron Judge not accepting the contract extension. The Yankees offered him at the beginning of the season, and now you know where he's at. But it it can work in the other way too, right? Like even if you were on the verge of big money, injuries, and I mean, look what happened with Carlos Correa with the Giants. Obviously, we we don't know what came up on the medical report, but obviously it was enough to alter. The, the situation in some way we we could speculate on it you and I talked about it yesterday uh could be because Carlos Correa or maybe the Giants wanted less years maybe they just wanted to change the deal so it wasn't a 13-year deal any longer based on this information uh, I'm, I'm I'm still doubtful and I know you are as well that the Giants just wanted to like put their hands up and walk away but obviously whatever they wanted to alter wasn't good enough for Scott Boris and Carlos Correa. And next thing you know, Correa is a Met, right? So <clears throat> these, these, the, these situations with teams, especially dealing with injuries, especially dealing with guys that are aging, they're just not going to give you the money that, that you once would have had if they think that now you're kind of tainted goods, right? Like they, they yeah. don't know, they don't know when this su- shoulder surgery or soldier shoulder injury is going to come back up again, potentially, even if he's perfectly healthy and never has another issue with his shoulder again, he's always going to have that, you know, question about his health connected. Right. Right. And there's, there's just a lot of questions with this giants roster. Like I'm, I'm just looking at their depth chart right now. Yeah. I mean, you've, someone, you've got someone Josh. said, someone said they, they, they questioned Carlos Correa's medical history, but then signed Mitch Haneker. Come on. Yeah. What's going on there? Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's kind of a trend, like, like through the entire roster and maybe less so with like injuries, but just like performance level, you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, out of some yeah. of these guys, you've got Jock Peterson, who was great last year. Um, that was kind of a standout year for him. Maybe the best year he's had. Obviously, there's there's heavy platoon splits there. Um, but then Conforto, I mean, you don't really know what you're going to get there. Uh, like we said, for a guy who didn't play at all last year and kind of had a down year the year before that. Uh, some of the pitchers they've signed. Uh, Ross Stripling is great, but he also has never thrown more than 134 innings in a season. He set his career high last year. Uh, they signed Sean Manaya, who's another guy who, you know, high ceiling, like, you know, there's something else there, but he had an ERA of five last year for the Padres. So this Giants team is very volatile. Like they they could be a lot better than maybe we think they are. If all of these pieces kind of fit into place, I agree. but they also could be, you know, maybe Not, even worse than they were last yeah, year because they yeah. they haven't improved in any like guaranteed sort of way. Like they basically lost Rodon and they've replaced him with kind of a bunch of lottery tickets. Um, yeah, like re that's, like reasonably priced lottery. Great tickets. way to put. Like, that's a great like way to good put lottery yeah. tickets, but yeah. but lottery tickets nonetheless. Right. They're not buying the twenty twenty five dollar scratchers, right? They're buying right like the five dollar ones that have a decent payout. You know, they're not. It's not the dollar stocking stuffer jobs that you know aren't going to give you anything, <laughs> but it's like the $5 crossword puzzle and bingo ones that, you know, you might get a decent payout on. And uh, I, I agree with what you're saying. And like GMs 
still have a type. We joke about Mike Hazen's type all the time, right? But we know that when you look at the moves they make, there's a certain type. And the Giants definitely right now are, are looking at guys in that in that tier, right? Like not terrible, good, have been great maybe at times in their career, but not consistently great like we see out of the guys that are getting the major contracts. They are definitely pursuing guys that at one time were considered to be have a lot of potential or be very good. I think the Diamondbacks type is guys similar in a similar position, but I think that the Diamondbacks are more looking for guys that really have had like a like a terrible year just last season or maybe the last two seasons, but have had good production in the past so that they can maybe, you know, bring them back, bounce back and and get back to where you were at at one point. I don't feel like the Giants are looking for guys that are are like that, but they are definitely looking for guys that seem to be you know, seem to be on the other end of their career, maybe a little bit, maybe they're not uh, still on the upward trajectory as far as their career goes. It still makes sense. And like you said, they could be very good. And, you know, especially in this division, outside of the Padres, not a lot of teams got better, right? I mean, the Diamondbacks didn't get much better. Rockies have done next to nothing. And, you know, you obviously have the Dodgers that have really, again, like you said about the Giants, the Dodgers might have lost more, then they've gained, which yeah, it's going to be, sure. it, there, there's an interesting, obviously there's an interesting question to be had about a potential, or I guess a prior member of their pitching staff, uh, because in other news, former Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher, Trevor Bauer just recently had his domestic violence suspension reduced by an arbitrator from 324 games to 194 games. And it's, uh, it's interesting because we know nothing about this decision. We know very little about the investigation that MLB conducted. In fact, they have not released any of their information about the investigation and they don't have to because it can 100% be an internal matter. But I, I do find it interesting that the suspension has been reduced. It's still the largest uh, suspension in MLB history for under the domestic violence policy. Also, I I just can't help but think like, is Trevor Bauer's career really done or is somebody once this is all over going to give this man an an opportunity on their, on their team? And it's, 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 it's an interesting moral question because once again, sports tend to act morally, but then they tend to trend in a direction of going with whoever can help us win baseball games. And if Trevor Bauer can still pitch when his suspension is over, it would not surprise me in the least to see some team given him, give him an opportunity. Yeah. And I mean, technically the Dodgers have until January 6th to decide whether to return Bauer to their roster or just release him. January Um, 6th, Jesse, January 6th is the day. January 6th is the day. That's so appropriate for some reason. I don't know why, but anyway, go ahead. You have something against January 6th? <laughs> I, I, I do. I do. I do. I do. It's not exactly a great day in our country's history. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Trevor Bauer, uh, the, the Dodgers have a, have, a, have a decision to make. And honestly, it's not an easy one. It's really not. And I, I, it, I know it's easy to sit here as a team or a fan that doesn't uh, give a damn about the Dodgers and say, no, it's not a hard decision. It's easy. You say goodbye to this man, right? But, I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Trevor Bauer is still a very talented athlete. And 
if the Dodgers do that, some, like I said, someone else is most likely going to give him that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Nightingale reported that the Dodgers do plan to release Trevor Bauer and, and said that they would have to pay, they will have to pay $23 million when they officially make that announcement. So, um, so that's kind of the expectation, but you're right. There is a, uh, it is difficult to, you know, when you have someone as talented as Trevor Bauer, um, you know, if, if you can kind of block out the off the field stuff, it's like, why would you, why would you want to just let a player like that walk and have to pay money in order to do it? It's, it's very counterintuitive, but at this point, I mean, Trevor Bauer has created such a PR nightmare for himself that, I don't know. Like, I I yeah. want to agree with you that some team is going to give him an opportunity because of how good he is. We've seen other players have some, you know, some not great things happen off the field, and and teams were generally still willing to employ them. Aralus Chapman's had some some interesting things happen, and uh, you know, he's continued he's continued to pitch in general. Um, even Yon yeah, Lopez, I don't know. Yon Lopez on the Arizona Diamondbacks had had some domestic violence issues, and the Diamondbacks never parted ways with him after that incident. And to be honest, I mean, again, it's it is a question of morality. It's a question of how you feel about the situation. Like you said, it is a PR nightmare. This isn't yeah. just a small story that not a lot of people know about. The Trevor Bauer situation is well known. It's well documented, and the investigation that went into it on MLB side is really the only thing that we don't, we know very little about. Right. So I, you know what I foresee happening? The Dodgers are going to cut them. Maybe a season passes. Some team's going to give them a shot at like a one-year contract. He's going to be very good still. And then someone else will pick him up after that and pay him a whole lot of money for maybe not that long. Cause he'll be, you know, older, he'll, you know, he's not, he's not exactly young anymore, but I, I still foresee this happening. It's just going to take one other team to give them a sh- shot and let that whole situation kind of blow over. Maybe that team takes the heat for him being a part of their organization. Then after that, other teams see themselves, if he's a free agent after that season, free and clear to go in and 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 pick him up now because we're, we're out of the choppy waters of, of his PR situation. But I, I don't know. Do I want it to happen? Absolutely not. You know, and to let's be honest, Trevor Bauer has a connection to us here in Arizona. But I, yeah. I just, I just know sports, Jesse. <laughs> I just know sports. And at the end of the day, people love a comeback story, even if what you're coming back from is being a piece of shit and doing something terrible. And people love in sports, you know, when when an athlete can can overcome stuff, whatever the stuff is. I just think that we're getting to a point where you know, I, I really feel like playing sports is a privilege and there are times where, you know, where, where, where you cause such a, you you cause such a bad situation for baseball as a whole, for your team, for yourself by, by, you know, going through by, by just having things like this happen, having something like this happen where you're violent against another human being, where you're just, you know, morally reprehensible and, you know, everybody can agree to you being out of baseball, right? Pete Rose, still the worst person in baseball for betting against the game, 
right? And so, like, it's just crazy how we view things differently, and this is more important than that or whatever, right? Like, I, yeah, you know, I, I would love to say that Major League Baseball is going to take a stance here and not allow Trevor Bauer back in the game, even if it's an unspoken, unsaid rule, like many of their unsaid rules. But if you're talented and you can help a team win baseball games, I just don't see that happening. I just don't see them giving up completely on you as a person. Maybe he gives up on baseball, maybe with, you know, his buyout from the Dodgers and the amount of money he's paid, he'll have made enough money that he doesn't need to play the sport anymore. Who knows? I just know that, uh, I'm sure some team, I'm sure some team is still willing to, to go that route. But, uh, of course we want to move on to better things. It's the holiday season and we want to talk about happy stuff. So of course, if you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. Uh, leave us a little thumbs up whenever we're live, uh, just for my self-esteem. Also, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, we thank you guys for doing so. We hope you're having a wonderful Friday or weekend. If you're listening to this during the holidays. Uh, and also we want you to leave us a five-star review because, uh, I don't know. Jesse always talks about how we deserve it. And I know he's very, his ego is very inflated, but I mean, he might not be wrong there. Uh, also speaking of Jesse, go check, go check out all of his wonderful writing at gophnx.com. If you don't have a diehard membership yet, make sure to grab yourself one. It's the gift that keeps on giving beyond the holiday season. You can get yourself a diehard membership and read Jesse's exclusive diehard only newsletter, which right now is talking about Brandon fought potentially being the next great Arizona diamondbacks pitcher. So don't miss that. Uh, if you're not a member, make sure to still check out the website. Website, There's plenty uh, of of great articles unlocked for you to read at all times. And also, uh, you know, maybe you get enticed to come over and get that membership. Get a free t-shirt or hat every year. Get 20% off merch. Get a discount on our events. Exclusive access to our members-only Discord and so much more. And like I said, when it comes to discount on events, we have our big tea party coming up, our inaugural PHNX tea party presented by our friends at Four Peaks Brewing Company. Uh, of course, discounts for diehard members on that entry fee. Uh, the entry fee does get you unlimited range balls and a set of rental clubs. We'll also be having a PHNX Suns watch party showing the Suns versus Timberwolves on jumbo screens. Uh, you'll get to come back to Dobson Ranch golf course because we are giving you one free hour of range time and golf balls to be used at a later time. But more importantly, we're going to have a blast. We're gonna, it's going to be a big party out there. Jesse is going to beat everybody in ping pong. There'll be contest entries for longest drive, putting challenges, and more. Heaters, hot chocolate, uh, food and drink will be available for purchase along with offerings from our PHNX Locker and our partners. And there'll be a free kids clinic provided for all kids 10 and under. So make sure to check that out. We're going to have a blast out at Dobson Ranch golf, golf course. And like I said, uh, I've never seen a driving range like this. Uh, at least uh, again, I'm, I'm a sheltered person. So sometimes I don't get out and see these new cool things, but they have an incredible driving range out there with a number of games that you can play. The ball is tracked automatically like top golf. Uh, you can score points. You can have driving contests. You can have, uh, I, my favorite was where it just randomly picks a distance for a, uh, for, for the pin to be at. And you have to try to see who can get closest to the pin. So a lot of fun to be had. So join us for the inaugural PHNX Tea Party presented by Four Peaks at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. That is on Friday, January 13th. So let's, let's bring in the new year with some fun and a party together. Uh, Jesse, we've talked about this. We know. We know what people are thinking. We know what people want. Uh, there, there was a report back in October that the D-backs want to bring Madison Bumgarner in for spring training 
and possibly trade him if he can look good during spring training before the 2023 season starts. And of course, we've talked, uh, we always put Madison Bumgarner in our conversations for any of our funny uh, decisions on what Diamondbacks players uh, would be a fish or which ones of them would be the best magic dragon. Uh, of course, uh, Bumgarner does not really fit the current roster structure, if you will, due to his age versus the youth of the rest of, of the roster. But Bob Nightingale wrote, uh, like I said, back in October, the Diamondbacks will bring struggling veteran Madison Bumgarner spring tra- to spring training, hoping he can pitch well enough to trade him. He's owed $37 million over the next two seasons, and the D-backs would likely have to eat most of it. Jesse, are, are we eating? Are we going to eat $37 million to get rid of Madison Bumgarner? I don't think you're going to eat 37. I think you might eat 25 fish, something like that. I think, I mean, like if you think about the deal that was just signed yesterday with Drew Smiley, right? Drew Smiley got two years and $19 million from the Chicago Cubs. So the question is if Madison Bumgarner were like on the open market right now, what kind of a contract would he get? Um, and I think he maybe could get two years possible. Maybe a team wouldn't would rather give him a one year deal. Maybe he could get a two year deal just because of the name cred and the fact that he was still somewhat serviceable in, in a starting rotation last year. Um, I think Madison Bumgarner on the open market could probably get two years and 12 million, maybe something like that. Maybe a team would pay him six million a year for two years. And the Diamondbacks, of course, over the next two years are going to be paying him 37 million. So there is a $25 million gap between what at least I perceive him to be worth on the open market uh, versus what he's actually going to be making with the Diamondbacks. So I think you're looking at about $25 million that you would have to eat. And so the question becomes, is that worth it? Like, is it worth it to you to sort of pay off Madison Bumgarner and just kind of get him off of the depth chart, allow him to, you know, maybe try to rework things in another organization where maybe he can um, maybe he can do a little bit better. He does have a partial no trade clause, uh, which covers five teams. I don't believe it has ever been revealed which five teams those are. So that could be an obstacle in, in a possible trade. Um, but an, another possibility is maybe rather than eating a bunch of money, maybe you do like a bad contract for bad contract swap and you find another team in a similar situation and maybe the D-backs would rather have another team's bad contract player than Madison Bumgarner. Um, you know, it would certainly open the door for them to just kind of go into 2023 and try to give some of these young starting pitchers as much opportunity as they possibly could. I would love to know which teams he has a no. If it's only five teams in baseball, that it's he only five. To. Yeah. yeah, I I don't. I've never been able to find which five teams those are. I don't think it has ever been reported in any anywhere. I'm gonna, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's 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 uh, all Ohio teams and a couple of Pennsylvania teams. That's what I'm going to say. I don't know. Okay, why, but that's so that's it's the I'm, it's the Guardians, it's the yeah. Reds. Yeah, it's uh, the Phillies. It's the Pirates. uh, Maybe Phillies make it out. Maybe the Phillies aren't on there. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. well, the Phillies aren't on there. That's only three teams. Is there another Ohio team I'm forgetting? Um, Is there another Pittsburgh? uh, No, no, you're right. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know, though. He's he's like, I want to say I want to say like Milwaukee, but he seems like a very Midwestern kind of guy that would fit in 
in, in, in that region, you know? So I, I don't know, but here's the thing. Um, teams would be acquiring two people in one Jesse. They're not just getting Madison Bumgarner, as you know, they're also getting Mason Saunders. So here's Correct. what I feel is if the diamondbacks <laughs> could negotiate this into a way where a team feels like they can maximize the value of both of his personas, then it could end up being a good deal for the team that acquires him, right? I'm not there saying you go. have to. I'm not saying you have to make him get on a horse and go out there and like I don't know, uh, cattle rope an umpire before the game starts. But I'm just saying that sort of thing typically would uh, sell some tickets, is what I'm thinking, right? What could we get for him <laughs> if we traded him to a rodeo? <laughs> what would they what would they get in return for Mason Saunders from a rodeo? A large bull? Because I mean, yeah, it's a $37 million bull, but I'm kind of I'm kind of down with it if we can get like a decent return of livestock back for Mason Saunders. <laughs> I don't know what we'll do with the livestock, but I feel like at least if we can get something for him, right? I mean, I don't know. This reminds me of like white elephant where uh, you know, you have the worst gift out there, right? You didn't try very hard. Maybe you literally did the white elephant thing of like, Oh, I'm giving someone that bath set. I got last year at a white elephant party. That's kind of the equivalent from Madison Bumgarner right now. Right? So like what you got to do at a white elephant party, if you're giving the shitty gift, Jesse is you kind of got to talk it up, right? You got to, God, oh yeah, I love this brand or whatever. Oh, these these foot scrubs are the best. Whatever the case may be, that way your gift doesn't look as bad. So maybe maybe that's what the Diamondbacks need to do. Just talk them up a bit. Maybe that's what the spring training thing is, right? You know, just get him out there, uh, get him looking good before his arm is tired and the season has weighed down on him. And maybe just maybe uh, they can trade him to a rodeo for a large bull. That would be awesome. I'm on board with that. Um, all all jokes aside, Bumgarner really does. Um, he really does create a problem for the Arizona Diamondbacks because he is getting paid enough and he is good enough to be in the starting rotation. However, you know, how many, like what's the, what, what's, what's the drawback here? What's, what's the lack of, of performance? What's the lack of winning? Like he hasn't been very good. So, you know, I, I know that you don't want to like not have him be in your starting rotation it just when when does you know his lack of performance detract from the team when is his lack of performance so bad that you don't even want to start him anymore or have him be part of this rotation i don't think we're that far away from that point right i i don't think like once you get brandon fought up to the big leagues and you know, you've still got Ryan Nelson and Dre Jameson along right. with Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen. It's not that hard to imagine a scenario in which even as of opening day, Madison Bumgarner is not among the five best starting pitchers on the Arizona Diamondbacks. I think that's that's totally possible. If you look at his numbers from last year, I mean, it was a, a 4.88 ERA, which is not good. Um but it's it's not like, you know, we need to send this guy down to the minors necessarily. Like it's not it's not so bad that you can't even think of putting him on a big league roster. But you could see, you know, one more year if Bumgarner continues to move in the wrong direction, 
it's not that hard to imagine 2023 kind of being the year where it's like, okay, that this, we need, we need to either move him to the bullpen or we need to kind of rethink how we're playing Madison Bumgarner because the level of performance just isn't what it needs to be. And I think, I mean, Mike Hazen has said that incumbency matters coming into spring training, which leads me to believe that if he is on the roster, the D-backs will give Bumgarner a, a, a shot. They'll, they'll give him a chance. They'll come into spring training expecting him to be in the rotation. And as long as he doesn't give them any extreme reasons to think otherwise, I think he will be in the starting rotation when when the season begins. Um, but yeah, we have this report from from Bob Nightingale that, you know, maybe the team goes into spring training and if he does look a little bit better than than maybe we we expect, then maybe that's a situation where the D-backs try to move him elsewhere. He does have value to other teams, not thirty seven million dollars over two years worth of value, but he does have some value to other teams. You might be able to work out some sort of a trade where the D-backs eat some money. Maybe they take back a not ideal contract, but a player that maybe would be more useful to them. Um, and they could they could find a way to make it work. It's going to be really hard, though. I don't expect a Madison Bumgarner trade to happen because those trades are just really, really hard to pull off where teams aren't really like trading for players that they want as much as they're trading players that they don't want and yeah, trying to like make it balanced on both yeah. sides. It's really hard to pull off. So it's not something I, I would necessarily expect to happen. In 10 seasons with the Giants, Madison Bumgarner won 119 games with a winning percentage of 564 and an ERA of 3.13 with a 1.111 whip. In the three seasons that this man has bid with the Arizona Diamondbacks, he has 15 wins for a 341 winning percentage and a nearly five ERA, 4.98. I mean, it's not like to say his time here has been a disaster, but it's not if if this wasn't a guy that you were paying what you're paying, you would not have kept him on your roster. Fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I, I, say. I, I feel like they've had even better better pitchers on their roster that they've DFA'd or parted ways with just because they could. It's not going to financially bind them the way that it would for Madison Bumgarner to have to kick rocks, but um, yeah, that's, it's just definitely, uh, it's, it's definitely a predicament. The diamondbacks are in it, it, things are trending in the right direction for them, but they still do have some key, you know, positional issues to deal with. And to be honest, mad bum being on the roster is one of those issues. And I hate to say that, but, yeah. uh, you know, outside of some sort of crazy conversion to a bullpen pitcher or something like that, I, I just don't know if Madison Bumgarner being on the starting rotation is going to help the Diamondbacks win games in 2023. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And of course, we still have the entire situation with the fact that they could still trade one of their young outfielders. And uh, we don't, we don't know when that's going to happen or if that's going to happen. I just hope they don't do anything that, you know, is kind of a panic move when they don't really need to do that at this point. Uh, I will say this though, of course, uh, I love my friends at OGs and uh, whenever I think of bad contracts, they help me get over them with their wonderful selection of edibles. Uh, OGs is all about flavoring life. So if you've ever had edibles and they tasted like pure 
garbage or marijuana. Uh, that's because that company does not care about you the same way our friends at OGs does. So make sure to check out their wide variety of flavors, doses, and strains. Uh, they have everything that you're looking for. They got you covered. Uh, sativas, indicas, and especially their nighttime gummy with their CBN formula. So check out our friends, OGs brands uh, at your local dispensary must be 21 years or older to enjoy. If you don't get a chance to come out and join us for the four peaks, uh, inaugural tea party, make sure to go check out our friends at four peaks this holiday season at their eighth street pub. It's always a great place to, to hang out. They have a wonderful variety of food and beers for you to check out. And of course, it's a great place to spend spend the weekend. Go over there, hang out with your friends, uh, drink some beers. If you can't make it out to Four Peaks Brewing Company, 8th Street Pub, make sure to grab some Four Peaks wherever you get your beer and enjoy responsibly. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Jesse, Cactus League is right around the corner. That's right. Spring training. Of course, we've talked about how we uh, we don't we don't get much time off around here, but uh, MLB announces official spring training start dates Friday, February twenty fourth, with a couple of Cactus League games before all thirty uh, all thirty teams play in Cactus and Great Fruit League games on Saturday, February twenty fifth. Those tickets are available now. So if you want uh, more ideas for your holiday shopping season, go out and grab someone some spring training tickets. I will say this: it's a great idea. I am a guy that because of my reputation, because of my office, I get a lot of like crap, trinkets, toys, stuff. People buy me pops and action figures, stuff I absolutely don't need. Nothing is better than someone buying me something like that's kind of consumable in a way, right? Either a gift card to like my favorite place to go eat or drink where I'm just not going to spend that money or tickets to a wonderful event. Like I had a friend buy me tickets to a concert and it was honestly one of the best gifts I've ever received just because it was a thing I wanted to do anyway. Now I don't have to buy those tickets or pay for it. It was a five-star gift, but of course, spring training is always, you know, the best time to be a baseball fan. I feel like you get to go out and enjoy the wonderful weather, uh, watch these games and not at all really worry about the outcome or even actually watching the game. So, uh, but yeah, spring (laughs) training is fun. The schedule has been released. Uh, I don't think that there's anybody that are super compelled about the schedule or as far as who the diamondbacks are playing, but uh, it's still fun to take a look at. Yeah. They open with a split squad. So that's always, that's always fun. We get hit with some, some spring training awesomeness from, from day one with, of course, at that (laughs) point you've got, you know, a bunch of players from minor league camp. So there's a lot of guys that, you know, you want to give playing time to. So it is helpful to have, have those happen early on in the spring training calendar, but yeah, they're at, at the Oakland A's and uh, at home against the Colorado Rockies, which I guess they also could have been on the road against the Rockies and it would have made much of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, Padres, then they have a game against uh, like Monday 27th, another split squad game Cubs in the afternoon. And in the evening, the Mountaineers, Jesse Mountaineers, the Mountaineers. I believe that is the West West Virginia. Correct. Yes. The West Virginia. That should be that should be interesting. Um, the D-backs have played like GCU in yep. in recent years on like the equivalent of of that game. I think they've also played ASU in the past. I remember. So the West Virginia Mountaineers. There you go. I believe. You know, I believe you don't even need a ticket for that one. I think those oh, yeah, that game is actually free. Nice. So nice. There you go. Some some free baseball at Salt River Fields on uh, what is that the twenty seventh? Yeah. 
That's a good, that's a good way to spend there. I like free baseball. Free baseball is good. I'm very devastated to not see the Savannah bananas on the schedule, Jesse. I know that they're going to be in town and I was really hoping (laughs) to see a spring training game against the bananas. I think, I think we just missed them, right? The the bananas are bananas are March 31st and April 1st, at which point the D backs will be out in Los Angeles opening the season against the LA Dodgers. That's right. Uh, which is always, always fun when the Diamondbacks open the year against LA, especially on the road. It's basically the most difficult opening day assignment it can possibly <laughs> receive. Uh, but the D-backs have dealt with more than their fair share of that over the last few years, it's felt like. So it is a brutal opening to the schedule for them. You know what, though? They play the Dodgers the first series. Then the following weekend, they play the Dodgers again at home right uh, right and then jesse then something wonderful happens uh months pass before the next time the diamondbacks have to play the dodgers and when i say months i mean months i'm talking about post all-star break jesse yeah. the next yeah. time we have to see those dodgers after that is a two-game set in august let's fucking go <laughs> I mean that's that's more than that's more than half of the games that they're going to play against the Dodgers are happening in basically the first week of the year. They have a four game series on the road, right? That goes through April second, and then as you said, they they play the Dodgers again. They have a two game set in San Diego against the Padres, and then they play the Dodgers at home. That'll be their home opener on April sixth. That goes through the ninth. That's another four game series. So eight of the thirteen games that the Diamondbacks play against the Dodgers the oh, entire 13. season. 13. Oh, it's only 13. It's only wow. 13 this year. Yes. Eight of the 13 happen in the first two weeks of the season. So whether you view that as a good thing or a bad thing, I, I guess is sort of open to interpretation, but yep. it is interesting. They're, they're basically yep. getting that part of the schedule out of the way within you know, 10 or 14 days. Yeah. They also have the six games with the Padres in the first month. So, yeah, that's yeah. going to be a rough month for them. But you know what? Again, those are the kind of struggles that if you can make it through a stretch like that and end up around 500 or maybe even with a winning record, then you got to really start feeling some momentum, you know, building up on, for your season. So, I mean, it's it's an early test, but it's going to be a fun one for the Diamondbacks. And let's be honest, you know, uh, we want to see where they're at anyway, right? Like I want, I want an early test like this, uh, spring training never provides you with that. And of course we'll have no idea what this team will actually look like once spring training comes along, because uh, I don't know, anything can happen. I feel like there are a lot of positions that are wide open, no matter where you are at in the organization. If you're going to be invited up to the spring training, you know, for spring training, you are going to have an opportunity at your position, maybe more so than. I don't know any other season, unless you're an outfielder, then um, I'm sorry, my, my, my condolences, because you might not ever make this team. But anyway, in the meantime, uh, we will be watching and seeing if any other moves are made by the Arizona Diamondbacks between now and then, uh, especially Madison Bumgarner getting moved, which we are not holding our breath on. But uh, you can follow us in the meantime. Uh, I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you haven't 
spruced up your home for this holiday season in preparation for all of these people like Clark Griswold relatives that annoy Jesse so much uh, that are coming over to your house, make sure to stop by morefurniture.com. Check out their fall sale going, or excuse me, fall sale, holiday sale going on right now. I swear to God, I look at words and they're there. I, I read them correctly in my head and then they just fall out of my mouth incorrectly. But uh, the holiday clearance event happening at More Furniture right now can save you up to 50%. So if you need anything uh, for your home in preparation for the holiday season or to start off the new year with a bang, make sure to check out the holiday clearance event happening right now at More Furniture through Christmas. So check that out over at morefurniture.com. Again, we thank you guys so much for checking out the show. I uh, hope you all sincerely have a wonderful holiday weekend. We will be back on Monday with our mailbag Monday questions. Uh, so of course, if you want to ask Jesse what he got in his stocking, make sure to put that in our uh, mailbag Monday questions on Twitter. Uh, I had a meeting with all of the sports teams just to kind of clear up some things before the <laughs> holiday season. It didn't go so well. These guys are a bunch of maniacs. So make sure to check that, that out on the PHNX sports channel. Uh, youtube or not youtube but on instagram and twitter and wherever, yeah. wherever they are um but again we thank you guys uh so much for being here uh and listening to this episode again have a happy holiday season on behalf of jesse and myself we appreciate you uh so much and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you trade madison bumgardner <laughs>